Oh my gosh. Welcome back to Live Bold and Boss Up podcast. Y'all, we're so honored to have on the voice of football, Gene Deckerhoff. He is amazing. If you've listened to any Florida State basketball games, football games, Tampa Bay Buccaneer football games. Um, he's done 48 seasons of Seminoles. He's done 35 seasons with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers announcing football. We're just so honored to have him on. He is a legend, definitely going to be in some sort of Hall of Fame, right? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Just listen. This is just great for your ears and your soul. All right. Welcome to Little Bold and Boss Up. Fire them cannons. <laughs> Perfect. They yeah, love that's, that. That's, that's the way a buccaneer would say it, you know? That's yeah. right. We have Gene Deckerhoff on today. We're so honored. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule yes, to be on you. our podcast. Well, it's, it, it's football season, so you're generally a little busier during the season <laughs> right. than you are during the off season. But uh yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm semi-retired. I, I retired from Florida State University after broadcasting basketball games for 48 years and wow. football games for 43 years. So, uh, but we don't have basketball at the end of Buccaneer season, <laughs> and uh, maybe can get out and do a few things, uh, and you know, around the house, and maybe do a little traveling. I, I, Ann wants to travel, so we'll probably travel. Where do you guys want to travel to? Well, just uh, get in an RV and head head north somewhere where 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 we might be. But in January, you don't want to head north; you want to head south. So yeah, that's true. I'll have to i'll have to get a map out and figure out where we're going to go traffic won't be that bad then if you're going no, north and everyone's going <laughs> south uh, you know, and, 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 and ann always says honey i want to see the leaves change Aww. we have to go to north carolina the mountains and it's football season so it's just tough to get up there the, the bucks were in buffalo a couple of weeks right. ago and i took video and pictures and the leaves were just and we i walked down to niagara falls from the hotel wow. and took video of the falls and of the trees and uh it is spectacular we just don't get that that much here in the state of florida right yes i was going to ask you so do you travel to all the away games as well as yes. doing the home games yes yeah as far away that's, as munich germany that's oh, amazing that's cool. a lot did okay. ann go with you to germany no no uh -uh. Oh, no the uh the trip to germany was uh I flew with the team and uh, got down to t Tampa the night before, boarded the charter with the team, and we took off and flew to uh, Munich. Spent uh, we had uh, two two and a half days play the game and then come home immediately after the game. Uh, the trips to London were a little more exciting. Three trips to London, and I flew the day of the game on two of them and uh, okay. able to get to the stadium, Wembley, and then the Tottenham Stadium uh, uh, 45 minutes before kickoff. We've had some anxious travel moments uh, in, in the past because I was doing a game on Saturday and a game on Sunday. Uh, now it's just strictly on Sunday. So I fly the day before the game, and then I fly back right after the game uh, back to Tallahassee, Florida. I, I do not travel with the team. Mm -hmm. Well, that's probably a but good I, idea. I, I, <clears throat> I do go. That's a frequently asked question, by the way. Really? Do you do you do you, yeah. try, do you go to where where you broadcast, like Seattle? You know, uh, I've been to all the all the NFL cities uh, in in the thirty five years of broadcasting Buccaneer football. I've been to all the stadiums, old and new. Wow, that's and, cool. Uh, there's no place like Raymond James Stadium that's from a right. broadcast standpoint. I think the fans enjoy the experience at that stadium, and I'll tell you what, uh, you got to give a shout out to those Buffalo fans. That is probably the oldest stadium <laughs> still standing. You know, they're building a brand new one. They, 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 they're bringing a big, big old hole right next 
to the stadium that we played at two weeks ago. But uh, that's the I think that's the oldest stadium. It must be because one of them collapsed recently. Which one was uh, that? No, uh, I don't think it was that one. It was one of uh, them collapsed. They, they had like uh, a dome and I think it was like the snow oh, or something. Oh, Who, which one was oh, that? I think that, that was, that was a couple years old, ago. Uh, that was the old <laughs> Minnesota. Uh, uh, Oh, no. that was two years ago? A couple that, years no, ago. Oh. That was, yeah, that, that was a few. And they built yeah. a new stadium, by the way. Already, uh, so it's Seattle, done. Seattle, okay. Seattle had a dome, and they had uh, some tiles fall off the stadium. They, they had to play uh, the University of Washington Stadium for a season until they repaired that. But that was, oh, my goodness, that's um, that was back, back in the late 90s. Wow. The late 90s. Yeah. So, but Gene. This, uh, uh, you were you were just sharing going back to the traveling situation um yeah. how now you leave the day before i can imagine that'd be very stressful like all your years doing broadcasting how do you handle that stress do you have like a cer certain like coping mechanism that you do well, or no, how do you handle just, stress uh, you hope the planes fly on time and, and you know uh, knock on wood uh the, the uh, uh the times that i have had air air travel difficulties I've been able to get to the stadium. I missed a half of football in a game against Washington. Uh, it was played at FedEx. Uh, plane canceled because of, of uh, it canceled because of equipment problems. And I got on another flight, but then I missed the connection in Atlanta. <laughs> Had to wait two hours to catch that. And uh, by the time I got to the stadium, it was halftime. But uh, another time, uh, driver from the airport to uh, Chicago Soldier Field, traffic was so bad. The plane was early. But the traffic was so bad. It was a beautiful day in Chicago. And I think everybody that lived in Chicago was out and about crossing the street. So cars making left turns <laughs> against pedestrians couldn't move. So uh, as a result, I missed the first quarter uh, of that game. But those are the other you know, When you think about it, uh, 529 games, so that's Florida State. But uh, with the Bucks, I'm a little over 700 games now. I think it's wow. about 705. Uh, I had 695 coming in. That counts preseason games. And uh, the away games, say, say half of those 700 games, 350 were away games. And generally there were Saturday afternoon or Saturday night Florida State football games. So, yeah, uh, I, my producer, Jeff Ryan, uh, I, I always said wheels up when I left Tallahassee at 615 <laughs> in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then when I got on the plane in Atlanta, wheels up from Atlanta heading to uh, you know, wherever, you know, Seattle or San Francisco. And uh I'm able to sleep on airplanes. Coach Bobby Bowden taught me how to sleep on airplanes, and uh, uh, so I could get great. a few hours sleep uh, on a plane flight. And home games when FSU would have a night game, uh, come back to Tallahassee, do Coach Bowden's TV show, and then uh, my wife could drive the uh, little RV we drive in uh, to Tampa, so I could get a few hours sleep heading down to, to Raymond James Stadium. We'd we'd leave uh, Tallahassee at 6:05, arrive at 10:35, and uh, I'd drop Ann off and go to the stadium, broadcast the game. Wow, that, that's the those are some hectic days. Now, now we drive down on Saturday. The game is Sunday, and uh, this weekend we'll leave Saturday afternoon. I'll listen to the Florida State broadcast of the FSU Miami game. You see my <laughs> you see my spear behind yeah, me. This yeah. is a big week for the Knowles, fourth ranked in the country. And uh, I went to practice this week and uh, uh, said hello to Coach Norvell and uh, Jeff Colhane, who replaced me as the announcer. Uh, we, we, we get together on a regular basis, and he always does an interview or two with a player, and uh, I listen in and listen to the press conference. But anyway, it, I only go the big week, Clemson week, Miami week, mm -hmm. the first week against LSU. So I've been to about four practices this year, but uh, that, that's that's about the extent of it. Gee, I, like, I, like, it. I like being around the football team. It's, 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 it's the great people, and Mike yeah. Norvell's a tremendous coach. Yeah. 
What um, what do you do? I think there's a bunch of people when I shared that you were going to be on our podcast, they were like, wait mm-hmm. a minute, what does he do to get ready for the game? Do you study stats? Like, how do you know yeah. these guys' numbers, names, positions? And you have to call them instantaneously as they're yeah. happening. How do you prepare for that? Well, the preparation is the hard part. The broadcast is the inspiration part. It's the old uh, Red Barber, legendary baseball, baseball Hall of Fame announcer, uh, was uh, general manager of CBS Sports at one time, broadcast the Yankees, and he he retired and lived in Tallahassee, Florida. And I had a chance to meet and interview uh, Red Barber, but his his the whole thing was sort of like Thomas Edison. He says sports broadcasting is ninety percent preparation and ten percent inspiration and that was the same thing that thomas said and the people ask him you know how do you he said well in, in inventing things is 90 percent you know uh, work and then 10 percent inspiration so that that's it's the preparation is the tough part it's like it's like a final exam every week i think if uh uh obviously you have a, a lot of college age you know, young ladies watching this podcast of uh, bowl and boss up <laughs> but, uh, so i i but but uh it's like studying for a, a final exam and uh, you have 20 final exams every year. And of course, we're hoping we have 21, 22 or 23, yes. which would mean playoff, playoff, playoff. Exactly. But uh, right now, uh, you know, we're uh, 10 games into the season, uh, eight games. Well, let's say no. Uh, we played eight games and there were three, three preseason games. There were 11 games into this season. And that means we have nine left. And, uh, you know, knock on wood, hopefully we get this thing turned around and win some football games and have a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, we won the division two years in a row. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to, and the, 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 the team has never won three division championships in a row. And we have a chance this year. And uh, we're not out of the thing. I think New Orleans, uh, uh, they're five and four, and we're three and five. And they're the leaders. And uh, uh, the Atlanta Falcons lost last week. So uh, Good. Uh, we're still on the hunt. Good. Don't give up. The, don't give up, Bucks fans. We're still on the hunt. <laughs> That's right. So leading up to the game how how long does it take you to prepare like are you doing it all week is it just like all season yeah. even all well, summer yeah uh, well yeah I, I i start really right after the draft because yeah. you know your opponents right. and uh, what i what i begin with there is is matchups actually we know the opponents I can tell you, you can look at the NFL record book today and you know who your opponents are going to be next year with the exception of, I think there's two. You have to play the uh, division that you're not playing. Like this year, we're playing the AFC South and the NFC North. So we've already played, uh, what, one game against the AFC South. That was Houston last week. So we have uh, Indianapolis coming up. Uh, Then we have Jacksonville. And uh, well, we'll, uh, then we had to play Buffalo because they're in the AFC East, but they won their division. We won our division. That's how the schedule works. So you know who you're going to play and you can start preparing in January, February. But when you only have one game to start preparing, well, let's wait till the draft and uh, see who those other teams are and then start doing uh, the the stats and what I call matchups. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry I haven't printed the matchups for the Titans game this weekend, and I just Uh-oh. tore last week's and threw it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, could, I could hold them up and say, this is what you do. But, uh, judge, and, and then you, uh, video, you, 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 uh, you subscribe to the NFL uh, Plus, and you can watch replays of all NFL games. And I subscribe to that. It, it, you have to pay it's a little bit of money, but uh, if, you wanna, if you really want to see all NFL games right. on, a re, on a replay basis, it's well worth the money. And so I'll look at the Titans game tonight, and I've already watched our game. Uh, well, I didn't watch the last two minutes of our game, uh, but, but, just <laughs> used to, but I knew what happened, okay? Right. But uh, the, but then you watch the video and you make notes, and then uh, uh, I do know, uh, I'll tell you, 
the Buccaneers every week put out a magazine called uh, it's Game Game Week, and uh, this week Kristen Wirfs is on the cover. Nice. But this is the the data and the stats and the depth charts and the the rosters of of uh, so extra that, preparation. That's where you yeah. get all your data. Yeah, and nice. then uh, uh, one of the few teams, the uh, almost every team in the league has um, almost every team in the league puts up uh, on the web and you have to go on and, and you don't, but the Titans and I, FedEx delivered this yesterday hmm. and you can see, I mean, they've got updated bios of every player. And so you go through this, you make your depth charts, print that up, and then you make little notes and uh, uh, that's your preparation. Wow. Video work, uh, preparation, putting the stats up, the updated stats. And that's uh, back when I was doing two games a week, um, I would, as soon as I got back on Monday, start preparing for the Florida State game because I had to do a pregame show with the head coach on Wednesday at 12 noon. So I had to be prepared to do that pregame show. And as soon as that pregame show was sent up the line to uh, the studio in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, I was working NFL football Wednesday evening, Thursday and Friday, traveling then on Friday for a Seminole game. Or uh, if it was a home game, I had the luxury of having an extra day. And oh, by the way, Basketball season starts Friday night, so if, oh I, if my I was goodness. still doing both, I'd be I have a college game, Miami, Florida State. I'd have a, a, the NFL game, Titans versus uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or oh, and a basketball game. I'll get <laughs> on Friday night. I'm going to the game on Friday night, then I'll drive down uh, to Tampa on Saturday, and then broadcast the game on on Sunday and uh, spend Sunday night and drive home on Monday. And oh, uh, next week we're going to San Francisco <laughs> with those 49ers. So uh, so stay busy doing what you love. Uh, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, you know, you know. Uh, Tim does all the travel preparations, mm-hmm. and uh, I've already gotten notice from the hotel in uh, in Tampa. Uh, uh, do you want to check in? What time you're going to be there? So uh, mm-hmm. he, he he gets me to where I need to be. Yeah, stay in nice hotels, by the way. We oh stay yeah, in real nice hotels. Yeah, he does a good job with that. <laughs> your your voice is so synonymous with football for like many fans, right? How uh-huh. how did you? even get into it everyone wants to know how did you get into this did people tell you from a young age that you had a very unique special voice no i, I don't think it's special myself but uh, it's probably changed over the years uh golly my first broadcast was in 1964. i i, I worked weekends at a radio station where i was going to college and i, I just add that up i mean uh, that's like 59 years right ago so i've been talking uh, there was a period of time right out of college that I worked for Southern Bell, uh, business office manager. Um, then I worked for General Foods, uh, spent a lot of time in the Bay Area, lived in Bradenton, traveled down to Naples and uh, all the way over to the Ridge, you know, and I got to I got to find my way around the state of Florida pretty well. Recent Jacksonville, but uh, uh, I played college basketball, junior college basketball. I got a scholarship and uh, the radio station that broadcast junior college games. You don't you don't hear it. High school games much anymore, let alone junior college. Right. But uh, he would happen to be the program director of a, a, a local radio station in Palatka, and uh, by the way, that's 52 miles south of Jacksonville, and uh, on Highway, um, I guess it's Highway 17 or 17. But but uh, uh, I started working weekends. I got my FCC license, and uh, then I stopped playing basketball. Decided to get married, and uh, I needed to work, so I uh, yeah. got a full time job at that radio station and uh, uh, transferred. Uh, Hold your ears, Seminoles. I transferred to Gainesville. Oh. In, uh, in uh, eighteen, Ouch. in eight, in, in uh, eighteen months, I finished. There was an old, the old uh, 
uh, tri- trimester program. And I took 23, 24 hours a trimester, and uh, it took a year and a half to, to get my bachelor's degree. But I worked there, and uh, new owners bought the radio station, and they wanted to change the staff around. And uh, one of the fellows they changed was the fellow that did play-by-play. Oh. And they had already sold a basketball package of sponsorship. And they and I, they said, you played basketball. Come along and help this fellow. The sales manager announced the games. And uh, after the first quarter, the sales manager said, you know more about this than I do. Why don't you do the broadcast and I'll read the commercial. So that was my first uh, very – I had done a Little League All-Star game uh, in Palatka, but uh, that was tough uh, duty. We, we had oh, no yeah. depth chart for that. The players <laughs> didn't have their names on the back. It was tough to, tough to do a baseball game. You don't know who the players are. That's but, cute. Uh, but basketball, I did about seven basketball games and graduated and uh, got I, what I always say a legitimate job with Southern Bell and then with uh, General Food. But uh, we were expecting our third child in Bradenton, and uh, I went down to the local radio station. Uh, I needed a little part-time job, and uh, I got a weekend job. I worked uh, 6 till midnight on Saturday and then 6 a.m. till noon on Sunday, and uh, the new owners new owners came in there, and they offered me a job to be a full-time announcer, and I, I wow. left General Foods to, to be a WTRL. I don't even know if they're still on the air with those call letters, but uh, just just south of Tampa Bay. Wow. And in fact, it was a 1,000-watt station, but they had such a good ground system that you could hear it. It bounced over the bay, and you could hear wow. the station in, in, in the Tampa Bay area. And there were several ad agencies that uh, from time to I would drive up to Tampa. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I can remember I was working in Braden and when uh, uh, Cracker Jack, Jack, Jack Harris started working at WFLA Radio. He did middays, and then uh, he's retired now. But uh, he and I did uh, USFL football games together. He nice. and Vic Frenzy and I, we traveled together, and uh, and we survived three years of that. And I, I think that's that's probably how uh, the, the relationship between Gene and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I was called by WRBQ and offered the job to do, uh, you know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I said, well, I'm already doing Florida State. And they said, well, we've, we, we want to show you how we can get you around from place to place. And so I said, well, I have to ask my boss, Seminole Boosters, but they were, they were paying me to produce Coach Bowden's TV show and, and, and serve as talent. And uh, I got to get permission from them, the athletic director, and also from Coach Bowden. And uh, I'll never forget Coach Bowden. Uh, he, he was doing a TV commercial for, for me over in Jacksonville. And uh, the, the ad agency was always late and never ready when Bobby got there. And uh, they did all three. They did Georgia, Florida, Florida State. And Bobby was the easiest to get along with. So he was always first. And I sent him over there to do the commercials and told him he'd be home by 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, I called at 4.30 to ask Bobby if uh, it'd be okay to do his TV show at midnight or 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and he wasn't home. I called, I talked to Ann, his wife, and I called three more times. And the third time was the charge, <laughs> the charm. I, he was just coming through the door. And he says, Gene, what do you, he said, he said, you know, they weren't ready at all. When I, I said, I'm sorry, coach, I'll call. I said, what do you need? Because I very seldom call coach at home. And I said, well, I've got a, a t- chance to do Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. This was 1989. And uh, the, the, the dynasty had begun. The Knowles were in, in the top four, you know, season after season after season. That began in 87. And uh, here, here's the winningest coach in program history. And he says, well, Gene, why do you have to – you're still going to do our games? I said, yes, sir. He said, why do you have to ask me? And I said, well, coach, we may have to do your TV show at midnight or 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. And he said, well, you're still going to do our games. I, I, I think it's great. He said, you just wake me up after the commercials. <laughs> we'll do that show. And there's not, an, girl, there's not another coach – 
on the planet. I tell this story when I give speeches and talk about, and I talk about Bobby. I talk about Bobby a lot. In fact, I think I think I have every book that Bobby wrote or had had written that, that has his signature on it uh, that, that, that that he wrote. But uh, uh, unique man. I've, I've, I, but he said we'll do it whenever. There's not another coach. And we think about unique men. Uh, <clears throat> I've had the chance to work with Bobby for 34 years. And Tony Dungy at Tampa Bay, yeah. two of the finest human beings on the planet. And uh, Tony's still working. Bobby, uh, well, t- uh, we're, we're, we're doing this podcast on the 9th, which is my oldest son's birthday. He is 57. Happy birthday, Emerson. Oh, Coach happy Bowden birthday. Passed away. Coach, Coach Bowden would be 94 yesterday, but he passed away uh, oh. two years ago in August. So, uh, yeah, great man happy is gone. Birthday, He's in Bobby. heaven. And and I think of him every day. And I, call, I, I talk to Ann Bowden, uh, not, not that frequently. I probably should call more. But I, I've talked a couple of times since Bobby passed, and uh, mm-hmm. she says, "Gene, I, Gene, I really miss Bobby." And I said, "And we all do." Yeah. But that's uh, that's how I got in the business of broadcasting sports. Uh, got away from it for about five, six years, then started back in the business uh, in, in in Bradenton. Moved up to Tallahassee to broadcast Florida State sports and be a morning disc jockey. Cool. I don't know if there's still disc jockeys. How they do, <laughs> uh, you know, three or four people and they chit chat, chit chat. Yeah. When I used to spend the hits, you know, and and uh, sold advertising and. Uh, uh, my first basketball game was a home game, Florida State uh, playing at Tiny Tully Gym. Now they play at the beautiful Donald L. Tucker Civic Center in Tallahassee. But mm. uh, yeah, 1,324 basketball games. That's amazing. Now, I love college basketball. I love, I love college basketball, but I love, I love football, too. Yeah. Now, I really do. I, if I didn't love football, why would I do two games a week? <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, the, saying, the old saying, and I've heard this, and I don't know how they could say it, but you ask any football player, and they'll tell you, uh, even up at the NFL level, well, NFL level, you're getting paid a lot of money. But high school, college, uh, you're getting a college degree and you're getting a stipend now for, because of the new regulations. But uh, and you can even have NIL stuff, name uh, and license, uh, an image. Uh, the guys are doing commercials. It's yeah. Tallahassee making some good money doing it. But yeah. those are the new rules in, in college sports. But uh, uh, football players will tell you, you don't play football unless you love it. Yes. I, I, I've been to so many practices in my lifetime that I don't know how, especially here in Florida. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine 100 degrees with all yeah. that gear on? I don't know. And this, this, they say, if you don't love football, you don't play football. That's right. So, and then Dave, Dave Moore, I've, I've been working with Dave Moore for almost two decades now yes. in, in uh, Buccaneers broadcast. Played for the Buccaneers number 83, you yep. know. Played, a, I think, a year with the Dolphins, then played two years with Buffalo, came back and re- retired as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. But uh, Dave, I think Dave tells me he's had like 23 surgeries due to football. Wow. Uh, two hip surgeries. Uh, uh, it's just, and as you get older, you feel those things. You yes, know? you do. I mean, I'm getting older and I feel it. I didn't play football. Yeah. <laughs> we Same. love Dave and everyone over there at More Insurance. They're, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We see them all the yeah. time. Yeah. His birth. Oh, by the way, shout out. His birthday is the 11th. It's coming up. Oh, happy birthday, Dave. Happy birthday. It's, always, it's, it's on Veterans Day. So you wear your red, white, and blue, and then you say happy birthday to Dave Moore. Cool. <laughs> I like we'll remember it. remember that now. <laughs> well, Gene, obviously, Bobby's great man, top of my list of, yeah. as like most honorable people love him. Oh, yeah. um, being in this industry for a long time, well, basketball, football, just mm-hmm. this world, you've met a lot of great people, a lot of great memories. Is there like one memory or one like person that you've met that's like at the top of most mem- memorable either people or, um, uh, you know, something that's happened throughout the course of well, your career? Well, you know, um, 
it, 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 you, you meet an awful lot of people. And in and, 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 and my business, when I was in television, I, I did sports, local sports, so I had to interview players. You know, every week you had to have two or three interviews. So you got to know the, the, the players. And uh, now that I don't have TV responsibility, that, that my last TV show was uh, November of 1983. That's a long time ago. But I do remember uh, 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 interviewing Florida State football players uh, on a regular basis and uh, uh, continued in, in 1989. I, I, I syndicated a radio program uh, sponsored by State Farm, the State Farm Seminole Report. That was my first year of doing Buccaneer uh, radio broadcast. So I was doing college football, college basketball, NFL football, wow. <laughs> and syndicating a radio show. I was a little busy, but I was younger then. <laughs> but but uh, uh, so you have a chance. You know, people say, who's the best athlete at Florida State? And the Florida State, I said, Charlie Ward. But then Dion's a close second. I did something on ESPN. They, they're, they're 30 for 30 they were doing on on Charlie. And uh, they, they throw out a lot of questions at you. You know, you, you don't rehearse it. They just throw it. They want, they want to get your reaction and all this sort of stuff. And uh, Best athlete, Charlie Ward or Deion Sanders. Without his assets, I said Charlie Ward because he played. You know, he played two sports, but Deion played three. Wow. Deion ran track. He played baseball. He played football, and uh, was outstanding in all three. Charlie played NBA basketball, college basketball, and college football. Won the Heisman Trophy, and uh, he, he obviously a tremendous athlete. But you know, Deion. So I said Charlie Ward. And I said, but I think Dion would beat him in a foot race. (laughs) But those are, you know, uh, uh, almost all of the governors uh, that it used to be, not necessarily now, uh, but uh, I think Bob Graham may have been the last governor. Good God, that was when Lawton Childs came in. And uh, uh, anyway, uh, the the governors used to always come to the Florida, Florida State game, home and away. And they would always come into at halftime. And, and do an interview. So I've had a chance to meet the governors cool. of the state of Florida. Nice. Uh, Bob Graham was a, a huge, huge football fan and, and, a, and a good governor. And uh, uh, as far as uh, athletes, I mentioned Dion, but uh, uh, Tony Dungy, I, I, I mentioned him and Bobby. Yes. Th- those are at the top of the list. Uh, if, I don't like the expression the Mount Rushmore, but they would be two of the four mm-hmm. uh, on, on that mountaintop. And, uh, I'd have to thank for the next two because there's so many that, that could be on that thing. But right. it's, it, the, this business gives you an opportunity to meet an awful lot of people, not just the players themselves, but the fans. And I love I, when I'm walking into that stadium and fans, they, they got the outfits on. I mean, it, it's the, the paint. I mean, it's just it's incredible. I went to one college game this year. And you almost forget what it's like to walk into Doe Campbell Stadium and everybody's got the war paint on. Mm-hmm. Everybody's wearing garnet and gold. They don't let you bring the spears into the stadium, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. But uh, there's nothing like the, the fans that come to football games. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Tallahassee, if fans come all the way up from Miami, they come down from Atlanta, they fly in from all parts of the country. And this this game is a hard sellout. Uh, we're, we're doing this on Thursday. So in two days, it's Florida State, Miami. Three days, it's Tampa Bay, Tennessee. But uh, uh, the, the crowd will be rocking. They'll get that war chant going. And the oh, Noles yeah. are going to beat the yes. Miami Hurricanes and stay That's undefeated right. and stay in that playoff thing. You know, I like that. I like that. <laughs> the Garnet <and> Gold <laughs> and the war yes. chant. There you go. The, the bar, bar, William Barnard Floyd, <laughs> uh, an outstanding uh, analyst. And he works with. Uh, Jeff Colhane now on the Seminole broadcast. And when he first started doing Florida State, his signature was chop it up, Knowles, chop it up. I like and, that. And uh, now if it's a big play, he'll throw that chop it up. But, uh, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and Jeff Callahan says, touchdown, F, F, you. And when we talk to each other, uh, when he calls me, I call him, we say, hey, voice. <laughs> we, have a, we, have a, we have a good time. But uh, back to the Buccaneers, I mean, I have been blessed <laughs> to work with, uh, I, I mentioned Tony Dungeon, but, you know, I, I, my first coach was Ray Perkins. We've had a lot of coaches since then. Yes. <laughs> you know, Sam White came in, and, and then <clears throat> and, and then the, the Mr. Glazier bought the franchise, and and he brought in Tony Dungy. And what a what a marvelous man he was, and he built a football team that was uh, going to win a Super Bowl championship. Mm-hmm. John Gruden came in, and we pounded that rock every week, and they carried a rock, the big old rock they carried all <laughs> the equipment guys had to carry this huge rock, and they pound on that thing a lot. <laughs> And uh, we pounded that rock all the way to San Diego and, and beat the Oakland Raiders at that time. Uh, that beat great. them handily. Yeah. Uh, we, were ter- we had, what, six minutes. I mean, it was an incredible win for the Buck. In fact, Derek Brooks picked off a pass, and he's running out for a, a, a pick six. He's running right by Coach Gruden on the sideline. And, and I'm saying, hey, that, that, the Bucks are going to win the Super Bowl, and it's only the third quarter. You're not supposed to say that. <laughs> Oakland, Oakland scored two touchdowns after that. I oh. heard, you know. <laughs> but we held on, and we, we won't convincingly. And, uh, and and uh, so the, the two Super Bowls and the two championships that I was uh, uh, able to broadcast for Florida State were big, big. I never made it to the Final Four in basketball. And I think the COVID year, Florida State would have made it to the Final Four. That was the best team. I think Leonard, well, he's had some real good teams. We just had some bad luck. But uh, I think that team could have made it to a Final Four. Every time I talked to Mick Hubert, Mick Hubert was a longtime voice of the Florida guy. I said, Mick, you got to the Final Four. My goodness, I think yeah, four Final Fours. One with Lon Kruger, three with Billy Donovan. I think it was three. I may be wrong on that, but uh, uh, I, I tell Mick, because he did baseball, he did uh, football, he did basketball, he did the coaching shows. It's the same thing that I did in Tallahassee, although I didn't do radio baseball. I did television baseball for Sunshine Network back in the day. Now it's uh, Bally or Bali or something like that. But uh, about uh, 20 years of, of baseball on television. That, that was a lot of fun, but that's a lot of preparation too. Yeah. You do all this preparation and, and some of the guys don't even play. So <laughs> right. say, why do you spend so much time? I mean, say, how, do, how come you spend so much time preparing when you, you don't use but maybe 10%? I said, well, that's, that's an important 10%. But, Did you uh, ever get thrown into a situation where you had to announce and you weren't prepared? No. Ever? Can you think of any situation? No. Uh, wow. No, because preparation is part of the routine. You're right. Uh, well, that Little League game back in 1965. <laughs> but uh, how cute is that? That had yeah, been adorable. Yeah. Youngsters 11, 10, 11 years old. Their parents are hollering. They, they, oh, the yeah. You knew the name was mom or daddy. Say, hey, Billy, get a base hit, Billy. That's the <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Those were the days. I think back to those days. Oh, my. You've, you have really left like an incredible mark on like football and in NFL and in college and in basketball. Like, what do you hope to be remembered by, by, by doing all this voice work? (laughs) (laughs) Always. Uh, Yeah. There's a few folks. uh, I think uh, T. Crass on uh, our flagship station, uh, uh, one of our flagship stations, they say he does a perfect imitation of uh, fire them cannons. Really? Does, does, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've heard bits and pieces. I've heard, and he does sound a lot like me. When he tries. When he imitate. tries, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. hope you have lots more years to come yes. announcing for the Bucks because I know so. you're going to have some big shoes to fill. Um, but this has been incredible having you on the podcast. This has been awesome talking with you and having you share your stories. Thank you so much, Gene. What's up?
Ashley and Stephanie, you're very welcome. My pleasure. And uh, that's a beautiful poster you got behind you. Uh, thank you. Beautiful. It's garnet. It's just I mean, a shame. gold. <laughs> it's a shame that the Zoom thing is telling me that I've got to leave meeting or got it. And, and so I can't see the entire set. It's covering about half of the half of the film here. And I'm, I, I hesitate to push the button. Oh, right. I don't want to leave the thing. But uh, anyway. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me on. Okay. Thank and you. Good luck with your podcast and uh, uh, boss up and live bold. Huh? Or I got it backwards. There. <laughs> Either you way. Have been, That's perfect. Huh? Either you way. You have been viewing a special edition of Live Old Boss Up and Live Bold <laughs> featuring Ashley and Stephanie and Old Mean Gene. That's right. Thanks I love for it. joining us. <laughs> <laughs>